Welcome to episode 41 of the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer, Metal, and Swearing. Today, I am uh, Nick Cameron coming to you solo. It's been a little while since it's just been uh, me and you discussing things, discussing what's going on out in the ether. i got a couple of tracks to play for you today, so hopefully you'll check those out and get in with it. Today's going to be a bit of a kiss-heavy episode, but before we get into that, of course, I'm sure you've already checked at the uh, episode description. For we, uh, today's episode is brought to you, not in part, even a little, by Upslope Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. I am enjoying their hazy IPA. It is one of the few hazy IPAs that I can actually uh, actually stomach. Quite delicious. But hopefully you are checking out my friend uh, Darren at the Fourth Line Voice. He does a great podcast, one of my favorites, about old-time hockey and the role of the enforcer and, frankly, the disappearing role of the enforcer. Um, went to our uh, annual preseason game last night. Might go to another, might not, don't know. But uh, it was dull. It was dull. There were no fights, no hits, bunch of goals, but no fights, no hits. And no fights, no hits, that's just uh, peewee hockey, really. And that's not it's not what I signed up for. Uh Hopefully you are also checking out my friend Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. You might notice a theme on the kinds of podcasts I listen to. I really enjoy podcasts like myself where it's somebody who is doing this because they love it. We don't get paid. We don't get, uh, you know, I, I don't get paid. You know, I do this because I love it. And hopefully I can make somebody think. Hopefully I can get somebody to listen to a brand new band. And I got a couple of tracks to play for you a little bit later on in the episode. But uh, let's start off at the beginning. There has been some really, really big news in the Kiss Camp, as it were. It has been announced that they are finally releasing a singular album boxed set. Now, Kiss has been no stranger to box sets in the past. In 1976, after On the Heels of Alive, they released the Originals box set. The Originals box set was just um, the first three records repackaged, but it was a great way to get those albums selling again. And then in 1977, they did the exact same thing. They did it again. They did the Originals 2 box set, again, just to get those old, get those pressings moved. Get them out of there. Get them out of the warehouse. Get them into somebody's hands and playing at a party, I guess. Then, uh, we'll skip a bit. Then in uh, 1999, they, or I'm sorry, actually no. In 1994-95, they started teasing the KISS box set. Gene Simmons described it as a valise. It was going to be an entire valise. It was going to be so huge, you would need an entire suitcase to carry all of the content that they were releasing in this box set. And... In their book, History, they discussed how the original recordings from the very first show at the Daisy were going to be included in this box set. And as somebody like me, who absolutely loves live albums, who absolutely loves box sets full of unreleased material, that really got me going. And, you know, if we, if we scoot back a little bit uh, in my personal history... You know, my, my love of box sets goes back a very, very long time. To me, a box set should be one of two things. It should be the vast, vast majority of your catalog, or it should be vast, vastly unreleased. 
So the first box set I ever personally owned was the Metallica Live Shit Binge and Purge box set. I bought that in 1993, Christmas of 93 with my Christmas money. Got it. Uh, Sam Goody at Union Station in St. Louis, Missouri. I still remember it was. Uh, I still remember where that store was in that train station that used to be a mall that used to be a train station. I don't know what the hell it is now. It was along the line along 18th Street. I could walk down 18th Street all the way and walk in at the door right and go right in. I still can't believe I spent the money on it. If I had uh, been willing to be slightly more patient, which is a uh, ongoing motif in my life. If I had been slightly more patient, I probably would have been able to save 20 to $30, which when you're broke and you're buying something with your Christmas money because you don't have a job, uh, 20 or $30 is pretty significant. So what did that box set get me? I spent $90 on it in 1993. So that came with see the first thing it came with was the seattle 1990 complete concert on vhs that that was a pretty significant concert it was about two and a half hours long and it was a really 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 good show and Sorry, doing an inflation calculation right now. Oh, Lordy. So, actually, uh, so yeah, so it, it had a, a full Seattle concert, which was, um, it was two shows juxtaposed over one evening. It had an entire video show of from uh, San Diego, 1992. And it had an entire CD show from Mexico City, 1993. Is that right? Three or four, I forget. What's 1990, I'm sorry, no, it is obviously three because I bought it in three, 1993. So what's significant about that is you have three full concerts, three different shows, three different set lists. All, I mean, of course, the show from San Diego and the show from Mexico City, which were both on the same tour, it had some similar songs. They weren't the same show. So, I mean, consider that consider a band doing that, you know, halfway through the tour, starting to change up the set list. That's a pretty significant, pretty cool thing, which really didn't really happen then. It doesn't really happen now. But as I spent about $95 on that, uh, in today's dollars, that same box set full of three complete concerts, which had been never before released, was a hunt would be $180 now. That's a pretty significant chunk of change, if I'm being honest. So we now, that was the first box set I got. And then a couple of years later, I got the Led Zeppelin Crop Circles box set. I think we're all pretty familiar with that one. It was the four CDs you know, personally remastered by Jimmy Page because, you know, apparently Jimmy Page's full-time job is continually remastering Led Zeppelin records. Hey, no shade. He's done a hell of a job, but, you know, it would be nice if he was playing guitar as well, don't you think? And I got that one and got rid of a couple of CDs, a couple of tapes. I made a mistake because it that thing didn't have gallows pole. <laughs> 
one of my absolute favorite songs, my favorite Led Zeppelin record, still Led Zeppelin three, the acoustic one. <laughs> and I no longer had gallows pull. I could not believe it. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. And loved that. Loved I did love that set. It was really good. It did kind of mess me up though on Skinner, because since it was no longer the albums, it completely didn't flow at any normal pacing. And it just it just didn't make sense. So I didn't really know what I was listening to when I listened to it. It's nothing like going back through it and listening to all the albums. So what I ended up doing a couple of years, oh, a, a bunch of years later, 15, 15, 16 years later, I ended up purchasing the Led Zeppelin box set two, which was a two disc set. And that two disc set contained all of the missing tracks from the rest of the Led Zeppelin. So it was it wasn't the best of the rest it was all of the rest so if you had that that those six discs you had all of them and then i went into my itunes and i moved everything around and adjusted it and then all of a sudden i had every led zeppelin album on cd and then i burned them so i could have them of course years later i went back and i bought them all on vinyl that's no wait take that back that is not true i am still missing the debut album i have coda but i don't have led zeppelin work on that I suggest you let that one marinate. I've been letting that one marinate for a while now. Haven't got it. I will. I mean, of course I'll get it, but just haven't done it yet. Then the next box set I got was the Doors box set. The Doors box set was amazing. It had uh, the first disc was outtakes, demos, unreleased. Then the second disc was a complete live concert from New York. Then the third disc was more, you know, outtakes and stuff like that couple, you know, one-off live bits here and there, like um, the version of Waiting, not Waiting for the Sun, the version of the Soft Parade they did for PBS. I uh, believe the version of Touch Me they did for PBS was also was also on that disc. Then the third disc was, you know, as they called it, Band Favorites, a.k.a. Greatest Hits. No, not exactly a Greatest Hits, because I don't think that, I don't think Yes, the River Knows qualifies as a Greatest Hits, Greatest Hit, but, you know, it was on there. And so it was a neat thing. And then it also had a couple of new songs. Um, they had found some new renditions of Jim Morrison doing doing vocals. And they recorded backing tracks behind them. And, uh, man, I want to tell you, those were great tracks. But they were, they were bad. They were just bad, bad songs. It was not anywhere near as cool as when they, uh, they found his poetry and did An American Prayer. Man, now there's an album I need to get on vinyl. That album is amazing. But then... Trying to think if I bought any more box sets for a while. It's been a bit. It's it's been a bit. But you know, you look at those two those two sets. The the or those excuse me those three three sets. I'm not going to count box set two because it was no different than box set one, but smaller. Um, you look at you know Metallica live shit, Led Zeppelin remasters, and the Doors box set. So I've got four box three box sets by by three really significant historical bands. The Metallica box set was, apart from it coming in a road case, and it came with a stencil, which sucked. We used it once with uh, spray paint, and it, you know, leaked through. That thing was a piece of shit. And, you know, it was live shit, as it were. <laughs> it came with, uh, you know, the two v the three VHS tapes because San Diego was on two tapes. And and then anybody out there listening to this remember VHS tapes? So I came with those two VHS tapes, three VHS tapes. Man, I'm Monty Python today. 
five, three, sir. Uh, so it came with the three VHS tapes, the two cons, which were constituted two concerts. It came with the three CDs, which constituted one concert. And then it had a book and a stencil, and it came in a road, a, a road case. And you got that. And it was, you know, the, the book was cool. It had a lot of pictures from the road and a lot of funny bits and letters. And uh, it did have the tour rider, which that was the first tour rider I ever personally saw. So that was a, it's a really neat thing to be able to see someone's tour rider. And it was significant. They, it was a lot of stuff. But in fairness, that was a really, really, really big operation Metallica had back then. And presumably still does now. And then the Led Zeppelin remaster set. And honestly, I don't remember what was in there. It had four CDs. I presume it had a book. Then the Doors box set. Again, it was another four-disc set. You know, four-disc sets seemed to be pretty normal in the uh, in the 90s for a box set that was a collection rather than a you know the the entire set the there was of course the led zeppelin box which was all 10 of their albums there was the aerosmith box of fire which was all their records up to up through pump so on and so forth i didn't have any of those uh there was also the bonfire set didn't have that one I'm not a big fan of acdc even now i mean i like them but i don't love them sorry everybody else so these box sets, they were more focused on the content they were giving you than anything else. There were no stickers. There were no patches. There were no anything like that, and, which is fine because I don't buy these things to to play with them. I don't buy them for toys. If I wanted toys, I buy toys. I want, you know, I, I buy music. So before we get going on to what's in the Kiss box set, why don't we take a minute? And I am going to play for you. I'm going to play a track for you. Because you know what? It's been a long time since I talked to you and, and played any tracks. What do you want to What do I want to play for you today? I think we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to play Lost in a Soul by Lutharo. Check it out. And we will get and I will get back to you on the other side of this.
And we're back. Hope you dug that too. One of my personal favorites that's going around these days. Anywho, so now let's talk about the Destroyer box set. Now, I think this is a really good set. You know, a lot of people are going to call me a curmudgeon and have called me a curmudgeon and told me to shut up. But, you know, here's what it is. So, let's talk about what's on this Destroyer set. It starts off with the original album remastered. This has got to be at least the fourth remaster, remix, or whatever of, of Kiss's Destroyer. We had the original version. We have the CD mastering. We had the 1997 remasters. And then we had the 2009 or 10, whatever, resurrected remixing. So here we are again. This is the album remastered one more time. If I'm being honest, I'm a little concerned about that particular remastering just because what's going on. You know, we the, the loudness wars, the brick wall and kiss is not above brick wall and things. So and it has me a little concerned. Uh, disc two has destroyer era demos. Now this is interesting. Uh, track one, don't you hesitate? Track two, God of Thunder and Rock and Roll. We could finally hear Paul Stanley singing God of Thunder. Uh, it's the Fire, Detroit Rock City, and Love is All Right. Uh, finishing up that disc is a big old batch of uh, Gene Simmons demos. Bad Bad Lovin', Man of a Thousand Faces, I Don't Want No Romance, Burning Up with Fever, Rock and Roll's Royce. Gotta say, I like that. I like that title. Mad Dog. Nightboy, Star, Howling for Your Love, and True Confessions. Of these demos, let's see. They list one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of 15 is unreleased. Uh, then we get into disc three, Destroyer Outtakes, Alternate Versions, Mixes, and Single Edits. Beth Acoustic Mix, Shouted Out Loud, Single Edit. Flaming Youth, single edit. Detroit Rock City, single edit. Shout It Out Loud, mono, single edit. Flaming Youth, mono, single edit. Detroit Rock City, mono. Beth, mono. King of the Nighttime World, live rehearsal instrumental. Do You Love Me, mono, instrumental. Mono, instrumental, what the hell is that even there for? Is that for some Muzak or something? Uh, God of Thunder, early instrumental mix. That's interesting. Ain't None of Your Business, instrumental. Detroit Rock City, instrumental. King of the Nighttime World, alternate mix. Great Expectations, early version. Flaming Youth, early version. Do You Love Me, early version. Shout It Out Loud, alternate mix. Ain't None of Your Business, outtake. Beth, take six, instrumental. And 22 in track 22, Do You Love Me alternate mix. There's some interesting stuff in here. Um, I'm not a big person of alternate mixes and those kinds of things. Usually I listen to them once and move on. Uh, case in point, the Metallica and Justice for All box set. I know a lot of people were complaining about the lack of the bass guitar on that album, but it wasn't really ever a real big deal for me. That's the album I grew up with. That's the album I love, so... I take that album as it is, but I'd listen to the, the rough mix once or twice and to get that cool thumping bass in there. So on this, you got a lot of single edits, a lot of mono. I don't understand the mono single edit on there as well. Um, seems kind of dumb to me, but 
you also get a lot of the early instrumentals, the early versions. So you, you get a good, you can take one of these songs and get a good look at how they came together and all that kind of stuff. Disc four, Live in Paris, 19, May 22nd, 1976 at Olympia. Uh, Deuce, Strutter, Flamin' Youth, Hotter Than Hell, Firehouse, She with Ace Frehley guitar solo, Nothing to Lose, Shout It Out Loud with Gene Simmons bass solo, 100,000 Years featuring Peter Chris drum solo, Black Diamond, Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll All Night. Now, by my count, one, two. There are two songs from Kiss's Destroyer on this album that doesn't seem like a whole lot in the set list. So let's take a look and see what the set list was in Detroit, say, 1976. Uh, January, oh, no, not that. That's not what we want. That's, sorry, I came across the Alive, <laughs> which is not what we're looking for. Uh, oh, no. All right, Detroit, 1977. Yeah, what the hell? I can't find it. Never mind. Um, just seems like kind of a lackluster set list. I don't know. You know, I'm complaining. Uh, I'll admit. I'll admit I'm complaining. That is not. That's the set list they play. What? But okay, that's curmudgeonly. That is curmudgeonly. I apologize. I apologize. They are. <laughs> they're 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 playing what they played. It, it is what it is. Uh, although, out of curiosity, let's see when that show was. That show was from like oh duh, May twenty two. I already said that. So. It is what it is. You know, I can't can't change that. So we move on to the next part of the box set. It's Blu-ray Audio 5.1 Blu-ray Audio Destroyer. Okay. Um, I don't listen to music in 5.1 audio. I listen to music in two-channel audio. Okay. So that's... The entirety of the music. So what is in there? Obviously a new release of the album. Great. What else is in there? Uh, complete live show from the tour. Awesome. What else is in there? Demos. Unreleased demos. Awesome. Great. What else is in there? Work in progress versions of a lot of the classic songs. That's great. It's also got a bunch of, as they put it, Ephraima. Eh, okay. It's got uh, the it's got magazines, it's got Kiss Army forms, it's got tour books and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm not gonna comment on those things other than to say that is just material that when it comes to a box set, I have zero interest in. 
I will listen to an album once. I'm sorry. Uh, when I get that kind of thing, I look through the book once, and that's really it. I have, um, I've only looked through the, the Pink Floyd Pulse book once. I've only looked through the Metallica and Justice for All set once. That book, I've only looked through it once. And, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have any interest in that. I know a lot of people really, really like that, and that's fine. That's fine. So we got those couple of things. All right. Now let's compare what's going on with Kiss and with other bands. Before we move forward, though, I guess I should point out the Destroyer 45th anniversary box set comes on four CDs, one Blu-ray, no vinyl. You can purchase vinyl separately, but that's it. We'll discuss pricing at the end, shall we? So now let's talk about Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath has been going back and doing some amazing box set renditions of a lot of their a lot of their albums. They've done Paranoid, they have done Volume Four, and now they're on Sabotage. I believe there were more. Don't quote me. I haven't bought any of them. Um, or the Black Sabbath Sabotage. First is you get a CD of the original the original album remastered. Disc two, North American Live Tour. Disc three, it continues that that show. Disc four, Am I Going Insane? Radio Edit and Hole in the Sky. Oh, LP track listing, LP side one, LP side two, the original album. LP two, North American Tour Live seventy five. LP3 finishes that off. LP4 finished. I'm sorry, it doesn't finish. It keeps going. Uh, Spiral. Then LP8, Spiral Architect, finishes off the tour and a single. Now, we haven't discussed the Kiss price point yet, and we will. But now, keep in mind, the Black Sabbath one is two CDs, four vinyl. Presently at Amazon.com, uh, $81. $81 for, let's see, let's just verify what does it say on Amazon. Oh, it doesn't show. So $81, you get a live concert, you get... I'm sorry. I'm look. I take that back. No, it is not eighty-one dollars. It is a hundred and twenty dollars. I apologize. The vinyl version is a hundred and twenty dollars. Pretty. That's not that bad of a price if you think about it. Full show, two versions of the album, all that good stuff. Now, I would be remiss if we didn't discuss the latest Metallica box set. Uh, as I have alluded to and kind of pointed out a couple of times, I have the Metallica and Justice for All box set. Uh, I have Injustice for All because that is my favorite Metallica record. It is the first one I listened to. But the reason why I bought that box set, the only super deluxe box set for any singular album that I have ever purchased, 
I bought it because it came with the Seattle 1990 concert in full on vinyl. And there was never an audio release of that album, of that concert. It was only the video release. And when they re-released the box set on DVD, the live shit binge and purge box set, you could get it. But I never got around to buying it. And even if I did, it wouldn't have been on vinyl. So here's what you get on the Metallica box set. Uh, LP1, Metallica side one, LP and side one and two, LP2, sides three and four. LP3, Sad But True Picture Disc. Side 2, Creeping Death, Sad But True. Live and Demo. LP4, Live at Wembley Stadium, Enter Sandman. And LP4, Side 2, Live at Wembley Stadium, Sad But True, Nothing Else Matters. Just an EP. LP5, Side 1. And 2, into LP5, Side and, and in 25, you get the Moscow Live at Tushino Airfield Complete Concert on vinyl. Then CD1, Metallica Remastered. CD2, Interviews, the David Frick tapes. CD3, the Stefan Chirazi tapes. So, you've got the album, a complete live concert, two live EPs. Then the album on CD Remastered. Then two CDs of interviews. CD four, riffs and demos. Uh, 32 tracks. CD five, riffs and demos. CD six, pre-production, rehearsals, and radio edits. CD seven, rough and alternate mixes. CD eight, rough and alternate mixes. CD nine, some shit from Day on the Green. CD10, live at Arco, at, live at Arco Arena, Sacramento, California. CD, and then CD11 is more of that. CD12, live at Arco, wow, holy crap, there's even more on that one. Uh, CD13, live at someplace in Mannheim, Germany. Uh, CD14 continues that. Uh, DVD1, a year and a half in the life of Metallica outtakes. DVD2. Live at Gentoff Stadium, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, along with bonus shit, Holier Than Thou in Muskegon, Blitzkrieg in Denver, Leper Messiah in Los Angeles, Master of Puppets in L.A., Am I Evil in L.A., Bread Fan in San Francisco, So What in London, With Animal from the Anti-Nowhere League, amazing, Stone Cold Crazy in London, Am I Evil in Birmingham, England, with Diamond Head, Helpless in Birmingham with Diamond Head. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Uh, DVD 3, Live at Frankenhall, Nuremberg. DVD 4, Live at Festival Park in Belgium. DVD 5, Half Music Videos and Halfen's Home Movies. Uh, okay. DVD 6, Wherever We May Roam. It's uh, 26 different songs. From all over the world. So we got six DVDs. Fourteen CDs. And five LPs. What is the princely? So certainly this must cost $700, right? 
240 bucks. 240 bucks for, let's see, what was it? Five plus 14, which is 19, plus. Twenty-five discs of content for two hundred and forty dollars. That is actually less than ten dollars a disc. Ten dollars a disc. Now let's go to kissonline.com. Enter site. Let's see how much. Oh, Kiss Destroyer forty-fifth anniversary. $200 for the album, the demos, the rough mix, the concert, and the Blu-ray audio. Whereas Metallica gives you 25 discs for $240, Kiss gives you five for $250. The Kiss set is a good set. Now, if you wanted to include the vinyl, it would be seven discs for $270. The vinyl discs are actually cheaper than the CDs. It's $25 for the limited edition. The limited edition Destroyer vinyl set, which features highlights of the demos and the entire album on colored vinyl is 50 bucks. On black vinyl is $39. Or you can buy the Destroyer 45th Anniversary Deluxe version, which I'm not sure what it comes with. Presumably the presumably the album and a look at, at the demos. But, I mean, there isn't even any video. What's so disappointing is that this album is when Kiss goes into the big time, when Kiss cements themselves. And on the entire Kissology box set, all three of them, they never released any Destroyer footage. The Destroyer stage setup is probably the coolest one they ever did. And there's no video of it. Not that filming videos was a big thing back in the day, but there are there's a video from the Hotter Than Hell tour. There's a video from the Alive tour. There's a video from the Destroyer tour made by Flo and Eddie. There's a, a video from, or two videos from, at least two videos from the Rock and Roll Over tour, of course, Budokan and Madison Square Garden. There are at least two videos from Love Gun. That would be the, the Summit in Houston and in Largo. There is a video from Largo in uh, Destroyer. The Unmasked Tour. And so they've never released Destroyer. There's no Destroyer video anywhere. Officially released, anyway. We've all seen the Flo and Eddie show, the stadium show, Kiss Destroys, Kiss Rocks Anaheim, or whatever it's called. 
this would have been a spectacular time to release that and really give it to us. But now, nope, nope, nope. They did not do that. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And it's... It's depressing. It's it's irritating and it's embarrassing. And I want I want to want to buy a KISS box set. The Metallica Black album box set. I'm not buying. Just for the record, I'm not buying it. Um, that is my one of my least favorite Metallica records. It always has been. It's nothing new. Not looking back as a hipster, even though you know they sold more records than Everybody but Pink Floyd with that one, which is pretty fucking amazing. But I was worried that I was going to need to buy it because they were going to include enough stuff to make me want to. Had they released the the, the audio for San Diego or the audio for Mexico City, I might have been tempted to purchase that thing. But they didn't, so thank God. Save my wallet. So even though Destroyer is one of my least favorite Kiss records, sorry, I mean, most of it, most of it's not good. They could have released enough stuff in there to make me want it. They could have released a cool show. They could have released some cool vinyl. They could have released a cool video. They could have released anything other than this. So no, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. Not gonna buy it. And I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that I don't want to buy it. That's what sucks the most. I wish I wanted to buy it. But nothing I can do about that. They uh, they did what they did, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. And I am going to leave you with another track from Forever Autumn. And uh, check it out. This one is called Listless Pacings of the Haunt. <laughs> 